What is going on guys? It's Mike, also known as According to FM. Welcome to Tempo 10 Questions with. We continue a series of interviews this week with uh, fellow content creators. But before we introduce our guests, I'll just say hi to our head of audio feedback. It's FM Samo. How are you, Samo? Are you okay? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Good, good. Now, an FM podcast can't truly take its place in the FM community until this man has been on and christened it. It's Paul, also known as the Northman. How are you, Paul? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And um, FM Samo, hello. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm sure people are listening, are waiting for this discussion. Yeah, well, it's, it's fair to say that you and Samo haven't always seen eye to eye on Twitter or other platforms. And um, we couldn't have both of you on the same pod without kind of touching on that. Do you want to go? Are you friends now, or how how do we stand? Me, me and Paul, me and Paul are best friends. Do you know? I, I sat when um, someone messaged me about coming on, and I sat and I tried to think what did we fall out of, and I genuinely can't remember what started it. So. When when you get to that point, you've just got to kind of move on. It was it was an emotional time when Paul refollowed me on Twitter again after he'd uh, initially unfollowed. I was I was delighted. Well, it it was annoying when I had to go onto your profile to see what you were saying. So I thought <laughs> if I follow you, it'll, it'll come come on my timeline. It saves saves some effort. Keep your friends close, put your enemies closer. That <laughs> Paul, Paul and I have been speaking for ages. Like I think I, I was initially on, I posted it out a couple of months back as well, but I was on his podcast, God, when was that? 2015, 2014, maybe? FM Central one? Um, yeah, I think when we were 15. It was a long time ago. Um, and yeah, we, we, we've we always kind of spoken, but yeah, we had a bit of a, a fallout, um, just as, as all really close friends do. That's, that's what it is. He, he, didn't, he didn't like any of my videos, so I had to pull him up on it. <laughs> Right. Well, does do many people or is it just summer? Just summer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Well, we'll uh, we'll get things going. Um. So, Paul, we asked you to, um, as we did with the previous one. Can you tell us three things about yourself? One of which is false, and the other two are true. Um. And the the listeners will guess which one is the false one. Do I not tell you which one the false one is? No, no. You can tell us at the end. Okay. Okay. Um. The first one is I am in Football Manager. Um. The second one is I once won the Champions League with Newcastle, and the third one is I have never won the Champions League on Football Manager. Right, okay. Ooh. So two kind of contradicting each other there. Okay. Um, Samo, do you want to chime in with anything? I know that Paul's definitely on Football Manager, so yeah. that okay. one is correct. Um, oh, God. Premier League team could win it with Newcastle, but also Paul's really shit at Football Manager, so he might not have, never have won the Champions League. Mm. It's really difficult. Usually starts off lower as well. Yeah, or, that's what I'm know, thinking. Lower down the period. I'm going to say you've never won the Champions League. Oh, do I reveal it? Yeah, please. The, the last time I won the Champions League was in Championship Manager 04. <sighs> So technically, in football manager, I've never won the Champions League. Right. Okay. So, so is, that was correct. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Which was very frustrating, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll kind of go into that then. So this year, you've um you've got the uh, FC United of Manchester save. Um. So just give us a quite a, a bit of a synopsis of that, and you know, sort of your other content around that. Um. Yeah. Well, my main plan with FC United of Manchester was to try to develop a whole club and say just the A team. So. The first five or six years was spent pumping every single bit of money I had into my 
um, junior coach and youth recruitment, etc., and trying to develop a homegrown team. Um, we're in season 11 now, and I would say about three quarters of my team is has come through the youth academy, and we're now up in the League One. Um, it's taken, it seems to be a couple of years of struggle, then a promotion, then a couple of years of struggle, then another promotion. Um, but as my team's getting older, they stand to develop together. A few of them have now made it over 200 appearances. So the, the biggest plan with this save is to just develop a whole club and, and never spend if it risks the financial side of the club at all. So if we're losing money, I won't go and buy somebody, even if the wage budget's available, I won't spend money on wages if we're already losing money each month, which makes it a nice challenge. Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated with that kind of slow play, you know, when you miss out on promotion and things? Or Because I know in, with Doncaster last year, um, you, you kind of you kind of stood around the same level for a while. Um, no, I really, I really like it. Um, I mean, at times you bang your head against the wall when football manager screws you. But um, when you miss when you miss out on promotion because you're just genuinely not good enough, then that's acceptable for me. As long as I'm, I'm always surpassing the expectation of the board and our financial level compared to other clubs in the league, we always do better. Um, it's just, it can be a struggle and especially doing it on YouTube because you do get the comments when people see other creators who use like tactics which help them or they, they use another aids within Football Manager to help them get promotion so quickly and people ask why why you're not going up the leagues as quick and it's like, well, I'm not, I'm purposely avoiding these match-breaking cheats and stuff. I really, I really like that way of playing and I think well, if, if people have read or, or listened to the pod like the way that I'm setting up with Sterling this year is kind of similar um, I really want to grow the whole club and I think that it's, it's it's actually been not disappointing for me but I've I've actually been doing really well so far it's like surpassing board expectations I've not really won anything yet but the fact that I'm doing so well even in Europe like I'm actually not that happy about it because I really want that like building a club attack to like naturally grow rather than it to be like something that just happens and like it can sustains it for so long well that's I mean one of the one of the biggest things I always find is um a lot of people, you have say fifteen thousand wage budget. A lot of people will go over that, and they will they'll just throw money at players to get promoted as quickly as possible. And I always just think, would a club do that in real life? And the answer is no. A club would work out the expenditure and then try to implement the wage structure around that a bit more. So I try to do that the best I can as well, making sure we're not we're not going crazy on spending. I know some of my viewers get get a bit frustrated, saying just go out and buy a couple of. Big names and you'll you'll go up the division. It's like no, but because the club wouldn't do that. If the club's losing money, they're not then going to sanction going out and signing two or three players on a high wage. It just wouldn't happen. So it, it's you've got to balance it in terms of making the journey entertaining as well as doing what I want to do, and that's the biggest thing. What's your kind of end goal for this save? Are you looking to get to the highest level or just get to the end of the year, like the FM cycle? Well, I mean, I've I've said I'll play until FM nineteen or until I get sacked with FC United of Manchester so the, the the aim is to go as high as you can go but without ever putting the club 
in in trouble going forward. I don't want to, if I get sacked, I don't want to be sacked and the club financially in ruin, for example. I want to make sure I've done what I believe I would do in real life in charge of a club type thing. So it's just, but biggest thing is just to enjoy myself with the save, to be honest, because it's a, doing a save for a full year, you must make sure it's, it's played in a way that you enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how far in are you now? What season? Um, season 11, I've just, re- before this podcast, I've just recorded the December episode. So we're halfway through season 11. Hmm. So you'll probably get about 15 to nearly 20 seasons out. I think we'll end up at about 25, maybe close to 30 if I can con- keep daily content coming over the next few months. Hmm. Brilliant. Now, I mean, you've already mentioned that, that that's your YouTube save, but you also obviously, you've dabbled in streaming, you've obviously got a blog as well and podcast. What What's your kind of preferred method? I mean, how, do you just want to produce content for everyone or where, where do you see yourself sitting in the, in the you know the content place? Well, I mean, now I would say I'm a YouTube creator who does other stuff on the side. Um, but obviously I came into the community doing FM Central and having the fan site. Um, but I... Th- I wouldn't like to pigeonhole myself in one of them, but without a shadow of a doubt, I produce more YouTube content than anything else. I am working on a new blog series, which should come out next week. I'm just getting some stuff together, so I want to make sure it's not just the same format as everything else out there, because I need to make sure I need to make sure it stands out, because there's already some really good quality stuff out there at the minute. Mm-hmm. And why why do you think, or why are you still on YouTube when a lot of people have moved to streaming? I enjoy doing it, I, and um, I'm not so desperate for the the views, if that makes sense. I know, obviously, don't get me wrong, I make YouTube videos to get views. If I wasn't, I would just save them on my computer and not bother uploading them. Um, but I find if you go on to Twitch and when it's busy, the bottom half of people, not all of them, but many of them have gone over to Twitch now because they struggle to get the views on YouTube. And you seem to get the the comment that they didn't have ha- they didn't have time to do YouTube yet they have time to stream for 12, 15 hours a week. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, I mean, if I go and do a Twitch stream, I do it because I've got some spare time and I I fancy just relaxing and. There's always some regular people come in who I just chat with and we just have some fun. Um, and Twitch is there's some fantastic Twitch streamers out there. But I just I enjoy doing YouTube because I enjoy creating the videos and putting them together. And I want to try to better myself go doing it. But it, it's it's I know you like you're asking why am I still doing YouTube when people have gone over to Twitch. Most of the people who've gone over to Twitch have gone over to Twitch because they failed at YouTube. Right. Okay. You can I mean come on the views drop. They're not getting many views. They, they complain about it. And then next thing you know, they've moved over to Twitch because they don't have time to do YouTube. Then stream for 15 hours a week. I mean, it's a load of crap. It is, it's just excuses. If you want to go and do Twitch, go and do Twitch. And say it because you're not getting the views on YouTube. It's not worth doing. Don't lie and say, oh, it's because I don't have time to edit and stuff. That's a load of rubbish. Paul, what do you think? The, sorry, Mike. I was just going to ask Paul what he thought the kind of biggest difference, because obviously you have experience of doing both. Um, obviously, I think some people really like that kind of instant interaction with, with somebody that's watching versus maybe like a, a YouTube video where you have to wait for somebody to come and watch it. And once it's uploaded and then comment if they do want to comment, what would you say is the, the biggest difference between them both and the biggest similarity with them for you? The biggest difference for me is, as you say, it's the instant reaction. It's um, yeah. 
you've you've got to keep yourself switched on for what two three hours. You've got to you've got to be entertained, and you've got to you've got to make sure you're on top of your game for the full full two hours. For me, on YouTube is you can do a five minute sketch and then take a drink, have a have a little cup of coffee, and then continue the video if you need to. Mm. Um, you you can st- stop and start. Same with writing. You can. I've been writing the first blog post for four days now. Yeah. Um, you can, you can stop and start. I think Twitch is it's very skilled. Um, and I think a lot of people don't think that when they move over to Twitch. When you see some of the people who there's some really bad streams when you go in and watch them, and it, it's not it's not being nasty to the person because I don't have to think F1 produces good quality. And some people will watch my videos and not like them. But when you watch some of them, they don't drag you in when you're watching a live stream. When you watch people like like Teach, let's use Teach as an example. When you watch his streams, before you know it, you've been in there one hour. And you think, oh, I only popped in for two minutes. Because he sucks you in, you end up watching and enjoying it. And I think that's the, the biggest challenge with Twitch compared to YouTube is you've got to be on your game from minute one to when you stop that stream. Mm-hmm. Probably why I suck at it. <laughs> so what do you like to... <laughs> So what do you like to see from other people's content? If I'm watching YouTube, I like to see depth. I don't want to... You see so many videos where the intro is so... There's so so much high quality in some introductions at the minute. But then episode two, three, four, and five goes to the same boring, like stereotypical video, football manager video. Um, and so many, you don't get to see any information about the club. The video starts, they, they show you the, the league table, they, they play a match. And I want to, I want to feel, I want to feel like I'm in the save. I want to know what's happening with the players. I want to know how much money you're making. I want to know if the board's happy with you. Just give me all the information. And I find when I'm watching YouTube, there's very few people who produce the detailed videos now it seems um the two live com video seems to be the way people are going at the minute which it puts me off i don't normally watch i think it's really interesting that the kind of and i've used this kind of example before but the kind of factual football manager videos versus the more kind of entertainment side of things um where they're maybe just trying to make it like an entertaining game um to watch or an entertaining video to watch Whereas, yeah, I'm, I'm like you, I would love to see people go more in-depth, but maybe that's the more kind of blogger side of us coming out. What do you think? I think I agree. And I think um, when you look at the, the the views of entertainment to detail stuff, you can quite clearly see that um, the entertainment wins. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about producing what you feel comfortable doing. Some people are, some yeah. people are entertainers and some people play, play the game and just want to share their experience about it. I mean... I'm not when I turn the camera. I'm not interested about entertaining about myself. I want my content and how the series is going to be entertaining. I want you to be entertained by what my striker has done, who's just passed a hundred league goals. Um, I want that to be the entertaining part. Mm. So, who's kind of standing out for you at the moment in terms of good quality content? Um, I think in general, I would have to say um, Viva La Vida, who's took me back to blogging. Um, he sucked me back into reading his blogs a lot and really enjoying the the, the detail he goes into. Um, it is along the lines of the stereotypical football manager blog, which is something which I, I, I normally would avoid because it's once you've read one, you can almost scroll through and just look at the pictures, um, and you'd still get the you'd still get all the information. Um, but Viva La Vida, and um, I think on YouTube, I st- I'm still addicted to Second Yellow Card. I have been since since his early days of his Portsmouth and stuff. Um, 
So when when he come back, it was like Christmas had come early. Um, I really, I really, really did enjoy um what the fork game and you know the introduction she did. Yeah, and I re- I really like the start of her videos with all the little graphical stuff. But I I really would like to see more of that within the videos. Um, but I understand obviously the amount of time it must take. She would probably have to go to one video a week to be doing that. But I feel like that would be a really good way to go because if you look at like her views on the series have dropped off, and it's because people came for that amazing intro then mm-hmm. as it goes on then bits drop off and it becomes a two minute bit of that and then 20 minutes of just a normal football manager video that goes into the kind of quality versus quantity debate doesn't it exactly yeah exactly but i think it's just about finding what what you're good at but more what you enjoy because some people might say they just won my FC United Manchester series. If you look at the views on the podcasts and stuff I put out, they're a lot less, but I'll continue doing them because it's what I enjoy to do. Mm-hmm. How much new stuff do you listen to and watch and, and read you know, from sort of new people you've never done before? How, how do they drag you in? Um, in terms of people I've never heard of before, it's normally through Twitter and stuff, people tweeting out about um, what they've came across because if you search on YouTube for Football Manager, for example, you're only going to get the, the biggest people. You're going to have to scroll down quite a long way to find to find somebody new. So you definitely need to be in the social media side of things to find, find new people. Um, but in terms of brand new people, it must be just what the fork. Apart from that, it's just some of the older people. I really enjoy watching Second Yellow Card. I enjoy reading Viva La Vida. I enjoy watching um, the FM scribe, Matthias. I'm very limited at the minute, to be honest with you. I've kind of cut down on the amount, of, the amount of watch. I've kind of gone back to basics of just watching a couple of people a day, to be honest. Mm. So what, what's kind of one tip you would give to any budding young creators out there? Do what you enjoy. Don't try to copy other people. Don't try to just do what other people are doing because you assume that's the correct way to do it. Um, you, you can. I mean, I'm sure you and um, Sam have noticed the amount of people who have gone to Twitch, the amount of people who have started blogs recently. There's quite a lot of them as well. Um, but if you read them, they're all exactly the same. You could literally just read one and just guess what the other one says. I just think people need to do what do what they enjoy. It doesn't have to have a specific format. It doesn't have to go in a specific way. Just do what you enjoy. If you're doing Twitch, do it how you want to do it. If you're doing YouTube, do what you want to do. Um, I mean, my new YouTube series is with a club no one's going to have heard of. It's it's not going to be something people are searching for, but it's a team I want to manage, so I'm going to be doing it. Yeah, fair enough. And what's kind of one thing you would improve about your own content? I would say the quality of um, the editing and just general production, whether it's on the blog, whether it's on YouTube, etc. I think the, the quality of the, the editing side needs to improve, whether, as I say, whether it's on the blog in terms of the graphics I put out there on the posts and the, the text itself on YouTube, the, the gaps between me speaking, the transition between the pages, it only the editing really does need to improve and is something I'm trying to work on behind the scenes. Now, you kind of, in the past, um, you know, I've, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and I'm sure many people listening have as well. You've kind of taken a hard line on SI and, and FM in general. Um, where, where did that come from? Where do you, you know, where, where do these kind of, not anger, but where does it, you know, where does that all come from? Sam told me to do it. I think, I think hard line is an, hard line's an understatement for Paul. <laughs> I just put my put my point across. Um, 
they they're very lazy and it frustrates me. Um, I mean, we're in 2018 and we're playing a game which looks like it's from the 90s. And I know we know we don't play the game for the graphic side of things, but it would be nice if they did put some effort in. Um, then when you as they always say, once you've seen one, you've seen them all, and it's the same with goals you concede and stuff in Football Manager, and it's just. You'll, you'll spend hours setting your team up, then you'll concede a goal where your goalkeeper stands there or where your defender puts a sliding tackle in and the ball ends up perfect for the striker. Them kind of things are just very frustrating to see in a game which has been released in 2017. Um, I think Sports Interactive have become comfortable at the fact that there's no competition. I think they don't see a need to put any effort in. When you look at the training screen, Championship Manager 0102 had a better training setup than this game. And I think that's so embarrassing that they've they've got a game which has such a poor poor training, poor match engine, poor graphics in general. It's 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 almost embarrassing because the rest of the game is so it's so good and it's it's a game I love to play. But when you put hours and hours into a game to then concede what is a stupid looking goal, and yes, I know it's just the way of the game putting across what happened, but it, it's. It's frustrating, and I'm not the only one. No, no. Just, just on the competition thing, do you not think that they're kind of worried about other games? Though you know, we see people playing a lot of you know shoot 'em ups and things, and 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 like Fortnite and things like that. Do you not think that people kind of they're worried about people moving away from Fort Manager altogether? <laughs> Clearly not. Otherwise, they'd put more effort in. <laughs> Um, if they worried about people going elsewhere, you would think they would look at it and go, right, we need to improve this then. Because if they don't improve the training um, for Football Manager 2019, I'm seriously worried about this game because it's there's been so many people talking about it for years now and it's still not come. And I do think they've made so many new improvements. And I do think the game gets better every single year. But I just think the bloody born idle. And I mean, it doesn't help that the, the social media side of things has got worse. I mean, there was more stuff promoted when we had the fan side scheme than there is now. And when stuff is promoted now, it's horrendous. I mean, the fact we still promote an FM blog, that football manager blog, is beyond. I just don't understand it. I mean, I could write that. I could write the stuff they put out in my sleep. <laughs> I saw the uh, the one the one they promoted the other day. Um, I didn't actually read it. Um, it wasn't even football manager 2018 though, and it wasn't even Moneyball. It's literally they tagged FM18. They tagged Moneyball. Spoke about it. It wasn't Moneyball, and it wasn't FM18. I mean, I, I'm confused. I know this. This the social media guys. Like everyone's like, oh, he's such a good guy and stuff. Well, do your job then, because at the minute it's pathetic. It's frust- it's frustrating. There's so much good content out there that gets annoyed, gets ignored, gets just gets overlooked, and just I don't understand why. It's it's like they don't care about the community, but they're happy to promote the crap that Red Bull and stuff produce. It's it does it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think like traditionally there was like Squawker as well who did quite a lot of rubbish like football manager stuff and they were they were big they they always got a, a plug from kind of the official FM Twitter accounts and, and Facebook and things like that. Yeah. Top ten tips to top ten tips to play football manager. Check your transfer screen. I mean, I'm glad they told us that. I think like the thing is sometimes you feel like they don't actually read what they're promoting, but I think time, that's a problem. They they might do like. This terrible FM uh, blogger called According to Football Manager got something uh, plugged by um, FM this week, um, and it was actually a good piece. But yeah, I saw that. I was actually impressed with that. That got promoted. <laughs> yeah, you still, you, you, 
but do you think it's kind of they have their their trusted websites and people like that and they just think i don't i don't know because what if they did then what happened to the fan site scheme i mean why why email us in october or maybe september whenever i got the email saying that it's going to be revamped they want us on board to make sure this goes forward they want us to help improve everything then they they hire the new um social media manager i sent him a post that got released he said don't email me work i'll find it on twitter i mean first first thing shut the door on people brilliant then after that it's just been disaster after disaster i mean they've won the fm cup well done that that went almost well um but apart from that i mean you can't run one competition then just sit back for the rest of the year i just think that i don't understand what's going on again i think it just goes back to no competition no need to put any effort in it does it does make me question kind of yes i know that it's not kind of tweets promoting content all the time that this the show the social guy has to deal with like he has to reply to well he is replying to a lot of people that do get in touch with the the twitter account and obviously just directs them to the forum most of the time um but it does make me question kind of what else does that role involve like obviously he'll be speaking to it must take him about three or four hours to go through all the notifications over him people tagging well can him. i can i just say talking about them notifications two years ago i put the idea of a separate twitter account set up to help people so like a football manager help twitter account which fan site owners could run or to could all help to run you know like some way of getting us involved which i would i'm i would and i'm sure some other people would happily have that account is a second account on the phone, which if no one's replied, you can just quickly reply to help somebody who's stuck. I mean, they they don't want help. They it's just weird. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, I get that they get sponsorship from some of these big people like Red Bull, etc. So they promote them because they have to. Doesn't mean you can't promote other people, but don't forget they can't promote you if you haven't got any custom if you've got custom graphics. Well, that's In my piece, I actually chose um, AFC Wimbledon um, as a. To base it on and so you know i don't know if that helps but yeah. Yeah, let's go from there right so, rubbish excuse anyway <laughs> it is it doesn't make sense as soon as i proved them wrong on that argument on twitter they didn't reply to me after that as soon as i sent them the the issue with their argument they, they stopped the conversation completely ended take it to the lawyers poll um right so what just going on to the to the game what would you take out of the game what's the one thing you'd remove from football manager um, do you know what I sat thinking about this last night? <laughs> the only note I've got is remove training and do it again. <laughs> so what would you what would you do to improve it? The game gets better every single year. I just think there's aspects which they need to fix, and the training is one of them. They need to they need to just implement more. I mean, at, at no level of football do you just go right. This week we're going to work on team cohesion. Okay, this week we're going to work on um, defending. We won't do anything else, lads, all week. But don't worry. Just before the match, we'll work on a bit of teamwork. It just doesn't happen. It it's. I just I don't understand how that system is in a game in this day and age. It doesn't make sense. There should be at least the ability to split between defence, midfield, and attack. At least the ability to select. Start of the week, we work on defending. End of the week, we work on set pieces. Or one day a week, we work on set pieces. You have the ability to give people a rest day. You have the ability to do match training. So why not have the ability to have multiple sections during the week? I think for me on that, like I, I totally agree because training is the one area of the game that I would like to see developed too. But for me, in the game at the moment, you see the kind of news no- uh, items coming through telling you that, oh, you should focus on like attacking training this week. 
But then you actually read some of the pieces on the on the forum and by Cleon and, and people who are much more knowledgeable about the game. And you're not supposed to technically change the, your training focus on a weekly basis. But the game is actually telling you that you should. Like it's recommending you that you should. There's so much like kind of ambiguity around like that. And it, it just causes confusion. Imagine what you're like if, you don't, if you're not somebody that reads kind of blogs on a, on a daily or a weekly basis. You're just kind of going in there blind. Exactly. It's, it's frustrating that this, it's just, it, it shouldn't be there. I think anybody who plays the game, I mean, I know football manager, I'm sure I saw somewhere they said they hadn't changed the train because not many people use it or something i mean one that's the most stupid reply ever and two no one uses it because you don't need to i've had it on team team cohesion and teamwork for 11 seasons now i mean there's there's literally no reason to touch it if you do touch it you lose a game <laughs> so just, just just keep it the same and pretend that screen doesn't exist yeah there's a few screens on there that i i do that with um training i'll set it up once a year and with the players and then that's it leave it as it is yeah it's um i mean i do hope it gets changed because i say i mean we do we do all of this we we sat here talking now because we love the game mm. yeah exactly yeah um was there anyone's sort of save out there or content out there that you're particularly kind of jealous of or you wish you'd thought of yeah someone <laughs> you want to create the Scottish oh the content i thought it was a person <laughs> sorry um <laughs> sorry um I would have to say Viva La Vida with uh, Osterson because um, I've tried on previous games to get a save going in Sweden and never had much much luck with it. Um, and he's just done so well that I kind of just wish I had done that save, which is frustrating. Or second yellow card with Portsmouth, because, mainly because I loved the save. I just wish it was me playing it. Okay, um, right. We've got about a minute. So um, have you got anything you, you can tell us about your favourite new gen? It's got to be Bram Ellison. I knew that, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> this person's been in my life for years now. I've got my own folder on my computer dedicated to him. Um, he's just an absolute legend of my FC United Manchester series on my old channel in Football Manager 2016. He played, I think it was like 850 appearances for the club. He came with me all the way through the divisions. And he was just, it's the first, I've seen people do it where they, they get a region through who has the ability to come with you through the leagues, but I'd never had it. And he was the first guy I'd had who actually had the ability to keep playing for me as I went up the leagues. So it has to be just being able to experience that myself, a player coming through and staying with the club for so mm. long. Yeah, good. And what was the last? That's an awesome story. Yeah, and then he was your manager the next year, wasn't he? He was my. He became my coach, and then I, he was my coach for a couple of years when he retired. Then uh, the plan was to make him my assistant manager in the long run, but then the next football manager came out. What was the last thing you learned about FM? I think it has to be the same youth facilities, which I was reading. Samo talking to Cleon earlier today. <laughs> I really believe that the youth facilities were for players before they came into your youth intake. So age 13, 14, 15, for example. Like my understanding was that was them youth facilities were for that. They are. They are for that. Okay, sorry, my understanding was, see, it's so confusing. Why don't they just really put a note explaining it? Youth facilities are for pre-new gen players. Pre-new gen players. And then once they enter your enter your under 18s, it's then just your training facilities. Yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> see? So technically, I think I probably was right, and then I then I yeah, was wrong. You're right by accident. And then I'm back. It it doesn't. It's just confusing at times. <laughs> it's it's again something which they maybe need to all explain them properly. Yeah, I think that, that's one thing I'd improve about the game is just 
just tell us what we actually need to do to to make it you know to, to work the game properly you know it's almost like people have made guides which football managers should share isn't it <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That would definitely be helpful. Okay, so question 11. Um, what's the next thing you're going to do on Football Manager when you log on? Um, the next thing I'm going to do is, um, oh, I'm going to log on upstairs. So I'll be playing my Stavanger IF save. So the next thing I'm going to do is um, play the first game of the season, season one. What are you expecting to get from that save? Well, the, the club used to be in the top division before World War Two. They're now only one division above Bjergland with the club I managed. So it's insane that they fell so far. So my, my plan is to take them back up to the top. But again, it's like a build-a-club thing because the B team is playable as well. So I want to build the whole team. Is that using your database? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, where can people find that database? Have you released it? Or? Plug for the database. <laughs> it's on a passionfirefm.com um, right and uh, well we're kind of at the end of that um, of our questions now um, do you want to tell people where they can find you as well as if they don't already follow you yeah if you do want to find me it's at tn underscore the northman or the northman on youtube or just search fm18 fc united manchester i'm the only one that comes up and it's uh, the, the online online desk yeah oh yeah and the online desk.com <laughs> just completely forget yeah. about um, it okay and if you want to find uh, tempo 10 it's at tempo 10 podcast if you want to find samo it's at fm underscore samo and i'm at according to fm thanks very much for listening thanks for joining us paul thank you for me on. Cheers, Paul. Okay, see you again soon. Bye bye.